Welcome to day 31 of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. Uh, we find ourselves uh, in the middle of Micah's prophecy, and Micah is uh, in a kind of a, a, a shorter version of Isaiah. Many of the themes are going to be very same, and of course, uh, Micah sets us up for all the rest of the prophets uh, who, who major on the same themes. Uh, you know, you're, you're worshiping empty idols that have been made by your hands. Uh, even though you go into the temple of the Lord, you're just kind of going through the motions. You know, as you worship, you have more confidence in your ritual than you do in God Himself or in your righteousness as you carry it forth. And and you do not have concern for those around you, especially the weak, uh, you know, the widow and the orphan and the immigrant and the alien uh, among you. And so we continue in that rhythm as we read through the prophets. I'm Paul, here with Cindy and David and Matt. Uh, as we continue to read, uh, we read always uh, with a sense of reverence because God has given us a gift in His Word, and His Word is uh, breathed out. And when you use that word breathed out, it is the very you know, kind of phrase that was used whenever he, he made man and breathed in. And so we have you know the breath of life that animates us, and we also have the breath of God that animates His Word and does His work in us. And, and, and that is our desire. And as our podcast is aptly titled, not just to know more about the Word, but to be shaped by the Word into the people of God, to have our hearts stirred and our lives moved uh, to Him. So we offer uh, this moment to Him. Cindy, you mind lifting us up? No. no mind. Father, thank you for this time. We do thank you for the time in your word and that we would ask, Lord, that you would uh, continue to open our hearts and our minds um, to the things that you have for us and that you would teach us, that you would encourage us, that you, Father, you would convict us of sin through your word and that, Father, we would um, continue to love you and, uh, and grow. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, Micah chapter 5. <clears throat> Marshal your troops now, city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will uh, be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites." He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord and the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach the ends of the earth. And he will be our peace when the Assyrians invade our land and march against our, through our fortresses. Uh, we will raise, uh, raise against them seven shepherds, even eight commanders, who will rule the land of Assyria with a sword and the land of Nimrod with drawn sword. He will deliver us from the Assyrians and they will, when they invade our land and march across the borders. The remnant of Jacob will be in the midst of many peoples like dew from the Lord, like showers on the grass, which do not wait for anyone or depend on man. The remnant of Jacob will be among the nations in the midst of many peoples, like a lion among the beasts of the forest, like a young lion among the flocks of sheep, which mauls and mangles as it goes, and no one can rescue. Your hand will be lifted up in triumph over your enemies, and all your foes will be destroyed. In that day, declares the Lord, I will destroy your horses from among you and demolish your chariots. I'll destroy the cities of your land and tear down 
all your strongholds. I'll destroy your witchcraft and you'll no longer cast spells. I'll destroy your idols and your sacred stones from among you and you'll no longer bow down to the work of your hands. I'll uproot from among you all of your Asherah poles when I demolish your cities. I'll take vengeance and anger and wrath on the nations that have not obeyed me. Listen to what the Lord says. Stand up, plead my case before the mountains. Let the hills hear what you have to say. Hear, you mountains, the Lord's accusations. Listen, you everlasting foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a case against his people. He's lodging a charge against Israel. My people, what have I done to you? How have I burdened you? Answer me. I brought you up out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. I sent Moses to lead you, also Aaron, Aaron and Miriam. My people remember what Balak, king of Moab, plotted, and what Balaam, son of Beor, answered. Remember your journey from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the righteous acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And that's obviously two of the more famous passages of Micah we cover in our reading today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the promise of a ruler coming from Bethlehem. And, of course, what is it that God really seeks? Not a thousand you know, rams or rivers of oil or even a sacrifice of, of, of your own son which ironically is a sacrifice that he made for us, uh, but that we uh, act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. And, of course, that word for mercy there is a rich covenant faithfulness to be faithful to your God the way that he has been faithful mm-hmm. uh, to you. What a great image of the the shepherd king, you know, the shepherd ruler that will come. I mean, just those images, they get combined. You know, sometimes we... We think of Jesus as just shepherd, you know, or we are just seeing this kind of multifaceted portrait of here comes the, the shepherd ruler, the one who, yes, he will rule over his people, but he will do so as a shepherd does. And, and of course, you see those images, you know, all throughout the Gospels. I mean, those become important images to, to capture, um, you know, how Jesus leads his people, but he doesn't just stand over us as a king. He, he also leads us as a shepherd. And then what a great you know, those two great images now those are yeah, those yeah. are beautiful images and it's the the nurture and the care of the lord but you also get you know this uh, sense of you know wine judgment and uh, you know when you get into chapter 5 and verse day you know verse 10 it says in that day declares the lord i destroy your horses from among you demolish your chariots the cities of your land and tear down all your strongholds mm-hmm. destroy your witchcraft and you'll no longer cast spells i'll destroy your idols and your sacred stones you'll no longer bow down to the work of your hands i'll uproot from among you asherah poles when i demolish your cities and i'll take in vengeance and my anger and wrath on, on the nations that have not you know, obeyed me, and it's a cleansing of the land, mm-hmm. and it's a cleansing of the Asherah poles. And obviously, we're reminded that they're not to have confidence in chariots and horses. But he said, "I'm going to take those away from you, and I'm going to take your sacred stones away from you, and I'm going to take your Asherah poles mm-hmm. away from you, and your idols away from you. Those things that your hands have made, and your silly superstitions, your witchcraft, and your and turn your heart, you know, back, you know, toward me." 
just shows you how extensive or how deep their their idolatry and sinfulness ran. That it's no, touching yeah. all of these things. You know, the Lord's not saying, "Let me just remove this one little thing." It's like it's I got to wipe it all out. Yeah, we and, and we you know as we read you know as we read the story, uh, you know, for us it becomes very compressed. We usually you know read it within a year's time, and we realize you know that God's patience you know has been hundreds of years in the making. His warnings and his you know prophecies, and of course. Uh, he has, has been very gentle and, you know, he's turned up the amplitude time and time again to get their attention and they will not turn away. You're going to hear that as we go into, you know, Isaiah, you know, the latter part of this week and early part of next week. Uh, so God has been very patient with them. He's offered them many you know chances to repent. They've, they've come to the end of this and their hearts are their hearts are hard. He said, I'm going to take all this away from you and restore you. You know, to be my people, and I love as well as we're you know talking about this yeah this shepherd king to come and there's that line in in verse five you know and he will be our peace and then even looking way ahead you know the apostle Paul writing in Colossians he talks about kind of how this peace is how how is he our peace speaking of Christ he says for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood you know shed on the cross so you know this shepherd king would come and be our peace by giving himself and offering himself as a sacrifice for the people on the cross so just another cool glimpse into into Christ to come and there's no doubt about it. And, and of course, we said that yesterday, that peace is going to be a big theme, you know, all the way through. And, and by peace, we, uh, we, we have a deeper meaning than usually we associate it with. It. You know, mm-hmm. when we think of peace, we think of a calm afternoon with nothing much going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, peace, you know, in, in, in Hebrew is in a shalom or the sense of deep blessing and well-being that comes from walking in and enjoying mm-hmm. uh, the presence of the Lord. And uh, so it's, it's, it's not, you know, just simply, ah, you know, a nice day. Mm. It is something much richer and much deeper. And then obviously Micah 6.8, you know, <laughs> I mean, what a beautiful verse. What does the Lord require of you? Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Now, what's he, what's he looking for? And I just always have loved that verse. And not just because it's short or anything like that, but it, it really just does capture the heart of what God's looking for in his people. And, and yet we've seen all throughout the prophets, they've been most of the time so far from that. No, and it, it, you know, it starts you know, back in, you know, in, in verse 3, my people, what have I done for you? Tell me, how have I burdened you? You know, can you answer me? I brought you up out of Egypt mm-hmm. and I redeemed you from the land of slavery. And, you know, I sent you leaders. I, you know, I uh, cast down formidable enemies in front of you. You know, I brought you through the middle of you know all of this wilderness, fed you, nurtured you. My presence was with you, and and you know here's the ways I could have burdened you. You know, mm-hmm. with what shall I come before the Lord, uh, before the exalted God, with all these burnt offerings of calves, which you know that that's an extravagant offering. Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, and with thousand rivers of oil? How about my firstborn or the fruit of my body? No, mm-hmm. no, uh, he, he's shown you. You know, what, what is good, and and, and this is mm-hmm. it, uh, to act with justice, to consider those around you, uh, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, lift up uh, those around you that are, 
or, or, or struck down and, and, and notice the plight of the poor and the plight of the immigrant and the alien. Uh, to love mercy or covenant faithfulness is just a word we we have such a hard time <laughs> translating in our English translations. It's it's uh, it's so much more than mercy. It's, it's really a combination of you know the New Testament words of mercy and grace, you know, together uh, in a covenant you know covenant faithfulness, and, and just walk humble, <laughs> be humble mm-hmm. uh, as you walk with your God, and it is beautiful, a beautiful image. Father, we thank you for the invitation, and we thank you that you have shown us, and you have shown us, you know, through Christ Jesus, and even in the, in the, in the words of the Old Testament, that what you desire is, is mercy, your covenant faithfulness, and not sacrifice, not 10,000 oils of, you know, rivers of oil, or 1,000 rams, or even, you know, even giving up our own flesh and blood, and, and we are reminded that you gave up yours for us. Uh, we thank you for a simple invitation to walk humbly with our God in justice and faithfulness. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.